Life's uncertain journey. All righty. Okie dokie, I think we're good to go. Good evening, everyone. And thank you for joining us tonight. I'm just going to ask everybody if you would uh, if mute your mute your phones or your computers until you're, you're, you want to say something so we won't have any background noise. But thank you all so much for joining us tonight for another informative and enlightening episode of Life's Uncertain Journeys weekly podcast. I'm so glad that you could join us this week as we continue our conversation on raising godly children in a wicked fallen world. This is part four. I'm Nadine Davis. I'm going to be your host tonight. And I also have here with me my co-host, our co-host, Alicia Lockard. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, <laughs> hey darling. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Glad to be here. As always, um, it, it is our goal uh, to engage our listeners in real talk about these troubled times that we're living in. Because our podcast is a Christian podcast, our conversations are going to be coming from a biblical perspective because there's no other perspective to look except in the word of God because it's got everything written in the book. Um, it's also a live and interactive podcast, which means that our listeners get to share their testimonies, ask questions, share their wisdom. I mean, we just got a whole plethora of wealth of wisdom and opportunities for the Holy Spirit uh, to use these precious gems and gifts that he's of the body of Christ to be a blessing to, the, to our listeners tonight. So as God moves on your heart, please don't hold it back. Share what the Lord desires us to hear tonight because I know that this is an equipping season for those of us of the faith. We've got uh, quite a ways to go yet before um, our Savior comes to get us. But during this interim, He's giving us uh, opportunities to stretch, to grow our faith and develop our faith. So by all means, um, he's using the entire body of Christ to do this. Those of us with the Holy Spirit have access to divine revelation. So please be, be more than happy to share. But um, before we get too far along, I'd like to um, just uh, give a shout out to all our Facebook uh, crew that's maybe watching us live tonight, mm -hmm. um, as well as those that are going to be listening on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, Podbean, and all those other places that the Lord done sent us to. Yes. But thank him. We thank him for every open door. And um, thank you all for chiming in. But let's get our hearts ready to uh, hear from, from the Lord. Uh, so I'm going to ask my sister Paulette Williams, uh, to please come on and pray over our podcast tonight. Paulette. Thank you. Thank you, sis. Our Father, which art in heaven, God, hallowed be your name. Yes, sir. Name above all names. God, we love it, Lord, with the privilege and opportunity, God, that you have given us to call on you, Thank Father you. God, because we need you, Jesus. Yes, we do, Lord. Yes, we Father do. God, we need you, Lord. Mm -hmm. 
So Father God, I thank you for every speaker, Lord, that would speak. God, anoint their words to give them what the Spirit has to say. But Father God, anoint the ears of the listeners too. God, that they may hear what the Spirit is saying. Father God, we know, Lord, that you, there's power in your name. Yeah. God, we know it's healing in your name. Mm -hmm. God, we know it's deliverance in your yes, name. Lord. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the guidance in your name. So, Father God, I ask that you be glorified, Lord, yes. God, in, in this broadcast. Father God, thank you again, Lord, for bringing it forth through Sister Davis, God. God, that your word may go out, Lord, throughout all the world. Father God, thank you for that. God, that was your idea. That wasn't her idea. Amen. God, that was your idea. So, Father God, we just give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord. And as I said, give us ears to hear what your spirit has to say. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks so much, Paulette. Thank you so very much. Yeah, we, we, we need to have our listening ears on. Um, God doesn't just speak just to be speaking. There's uh, more to the things that God has to say to us that meets the eye, some of which we may not even use until down the road a ways. You see, none of it, uh, none of it goes to waste. None of it is, is like, you know, something you can choose to use or not choose to use. All of God's word is profitable for instruction, for direction, correction. And, and we just want to uh, make certain that we um, keep our ears attentive to what God is saying. So uh, uh, Life's Uncertain Journey um, is on the air because God opened the door for us to proclaim his gospel. And when he did, we walked right on through that door. We've been given the mission of proclaiming the gospel and making disciples. And this podcast represents the proclaiming part of that mission. But we also have a discipleship component entitled Disciple Me. And it is a one-on-one -on -one discipleship study conducted to walk alongside women who are desiring a deeper level of faith and a stronger relationship with Jesus Christ through discipleship. So if there's anyone that's interested in, in the study, just email me at lifesuncertainjourney at gmail.com. Uh, we have a whole uh, host of uh, women of faith who have uh, been trained and are ready to walk alongside women um, and helping them to develop their faith. So we thank God for that. Amen. Um, well, believe it or not, y'all, tonight is actually our third anniversary. <laughs> I just discovered this today. <laughs> I just discovered this today. I don't know why. Well, I know why, because the Lord wanted me to see it. I just went over to uh, the old blog talk radio uh, station that we used to broadcast from, and I was looking for something. But anyway, I looked, and it has the date that we started, 
and it was today, 2018. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh-oh, <laughs> it's our anniversary. <laughs> so we are excited. We are so grateful. When I saw it, I, I was almost brought to tears just to think that um, God has been just so kind and merciful to uh, give us this opportunity. We started out with Blog Talk Radio way back then. You know, a lot of, a lot of times we got cut off and you know, we had to dial back in and we had a lot of, a lot of big learning curve uh, with Blog Talk Radio, but we still thank God for it. But um, uh, we thank God also, and I don't want to ever forget uh, Bishop Willie Armstrong because he was the gentleman God used as the means for all this to happen because he reached out to me after reading my book, Life's Uncertain Journey. And he asked me if I would consider broadcasting on his network called The Talking Drums. And so uh, for reasons only God could know, our first night was canceled due to a cross up in their planning and stuff. So uh, as always, God took what Satan tried to use to discourage us for his good and inspired us to secure our own radio network. Mm -hmm. And Life's Uncertain Journeys weekly radio podcast was born June 22nd, 2018. So I just wanted to uh, uh, take a moment, if you all will permit me to, just to thank God. I just want to say thank you. Because one of the things that when you get up in age, you know, you know, we don't have, you won't have, most of our days are behind us. And so we're just looking forward to what God is going to use our lives for at this age. And my uh heart's desire, it, it didn't come from me, it comes from God, was to spend my days telling people about the goodness of Jesus. And he used this venue as a means by which to accomplish that. And so I'm excited and you all must just forgive me, I get all goosebumping and stuff, but I'm just so grateful to him uh, for allowing us to have the privilege to do that. And I just want to say thank him I just wanted to thank him for uh, for allowing this to take place. And then I just want to thank also all the listeners that have stuck with us throughout this journey. Y'all been praying for us, supporting us, encouraging us and, and so forth. And um, I don't take that lightly. I just want to thank you also from, from the bottom of my heart for that and uh, the wonderful gift that God has given me through um, Alicia Lockett for her saying yes, she said yes with her knees knocking, but she came anyway, <laughs> praise God. And I'm telling you, God has used her and her gifts to truly enhance this podcast, her wisdom and just letting God use her to, um, to be a, a sort of a, a watch for me. Uh, Cause sometimes I come from the old school uh, dialogue and she has to help bring me current uh, but anyway, uh, God has really blessed this ministry because of you, Alicia, and I thank you so very much for hanging in there with me, darling. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, the, uh, the, the Women Who Overcome ministry team and Carmen Murray, she currently serves as the uh, executive director for the, for the ministry, but she's been with me way back before there was even a thought about a podcast or a book. Uh, met her 
and you all know our story. She lived next door to me and uh, praise God, she has uh, just fully you know, come full circle in her growth and development. Uh, she is the one that the Lord appointed to lead the women who overcome ministry after he confirmed his call on her life. So I thank God for you, sweetheart, uh, so much for your love and um, just for uh, putting up with some of my hard talks and things like that. But praise God, it paid off. <laughs> Glory to God. And um, thanking him also for, for you, Cheryl, Cheryl, who um, the Lord just put the desire on her heart to just help me, you know, whatever you need, just tell me what you need. And I'm telling you, that was just a godsend because she's really helped to keep me focused in certain areas. And I uh, just appreciate that so very much. She done sold a house and buying a house and taking care of her parents and all of this and trying to keep me in line too. So I thank God for you so very much, um, Cheryl, for, uh, for being there for me and helping me out, keep me straight. Uh, we also have um, Nicole Carter, um, who was a friend of um, Carmen's and having her to join our team and she's now got her own ministry, Sustainable Joy uh, ministry that God has blessed her with. And we've got Michelle Baker, who uh, is our prayer team coordinator, Melissa Lopez, uh, our worship coordinator, who's got a voice like an angel. Uh, just thanking God for her, for Candy Elkins, um, who just took us through an awesome study of the book of Daniel. It was wonderful. And so I thank God for her. And she also doubles as our uh, food coordinator for our conferences and things like that. So uh, we thank God for her, Regina Garrett. She's got Love in 3D Ministry. Margaret Marshall with um, Mind, Body, and Spirit. It's a class um, at the y YMCA up here, Key Family YMCA. Stephanie Morris, Michelle Dowdy and our newest team member, Teresa Schultz. And so please know that if I forgot somebody, just have mercy on my brain. Uh, it's getting a little, a little tattered here, but uh, I'm, I just wanted to say thank you. And I wanted to say it in front of all of our listeners um, that I really do appreciate you. I thank God for you and all that you have done to help uh, develop this work and in uh, the Lord. So tonight being our anniversary podcast, I'm gonna do something a little different. I want to give away a special gift. So I didn't even think about it before I decided it. I was just, as I was preparing tonight, it came to my heart. So I said, well, Lord, how am I going to do this? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask that any of our listeners who, uh, who can name one of our podcast titles and is willing to share uh, what really inspired them from that, that podcast, if you will email me at lifesuncertainjourney at gmail.com, I've got a wonderful gift package I'd like to send off to you. So um, that's as a part of our anniversary celebration, we wanna give things away and just say thank you to, to people. So thank God. So um, Alicia, yes. could you, uh, I'm gonna turn it over to you. You've got some announcements. I do make. have some announcements. Nadine Thanks. mentioned, um, our conference and said Cheryl was the um, unofficial food person. And guess what? We're gearing up for another one for 2021, the Women Who Overcome, uh, Overcoming Faith Conference. And it is October 22nd and 23rd. Mm -hmm. And so depending on coronavirus restrictions and the Delta strand that's reared its ugly head, 
Yeah. You know, just depending on how that all goes, we plan to be hosting it at the Eastfield campus. Right. Of of Steel Creek Church in Charlotte. Uh, It'll also be live on Zoom. So not to worry if you're not near there or you can't make it or Delta acts up. And you can register at www.thewomenwhoovercome.org on our story page. So don't wait. I mean, we, we're going to have a good time. We always do. Yes, so, you know, go ahead and mark your calendars and, and, and block out the time. Don't let nobody get in front of you because we early. <laughs> <laughs> so go ahead and get that done. And also, I just want to mention that John and Nadine oversee Charlotte Christian Fellowship, and they'd like to invite you to consider joining them every Thursday at 7 for New Beginnings. It's another podcast that is currently studying the book of Romans. And if you're interested, just visit Charlotte Christian Fellowship. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. Okay, no no problem.org. And there's a link to join or listen live. Did I miss something, Nadine? No, baby, you did not. Okay. And so if you, you know, you, you all are used to how things go on this podcast, I'm sure that you uh, can get some 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 food for Romans and a uh, different kind of food, uh, spiritual food on Thursday nights as well. So we welcome you and encourage you to join them at that time. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lisha. And if you could yeah. put that uh that information in the uh sure will. Facebook chat, I'd appreciate it so very much. So um so let's get down to business. Um, we launched this podcast episode about three weeks ago. Uh, seeking God about how to raise godly children in this wicked fallen world that we live in. And I think I shared with you that uh, the uh, elder who's now our pastor had given a message for uh, our youth and a lot of them are going to be going off to college. A lot of them are going to be starting jobs and things like that, but they're going off into this wicked fallen world and a lot of them are leaving home to do that and so um that stirred my heart about uh just going before the lord and seeking his face and inquiring of the wisdom of those uh women that i know who are on the uh, podcast and have uh of course the holy spirit so that we can kind of dialogue about about this process and um we've heard some great uh uh, conversations that we've had with our youth and with moms and so forth. So tonight, um, I've asked them to return the moms and the daughters that could return. I've asked them to return and um, and to help us close out this conversation. Um, we uh, we have one more week, which will be uh, which is next week, and that'll be dedicated to praying for our children. So I'm hoping um, to have uh, one of our representatives from Moms in Prayer. Of course, both uh, Paulette and I are Moms in Prayer group leaders, uh, but I'm gonna have one of their um, leadership team to to join us just to help us close out this segment with a time of prayer for our children. And, uh, you know, it goes without saying that our children they need our love, they need our care, they need education, but they also need spiritual direction and development. I know me personally, 
I grew up without any of that. Well, not 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 wholeheartedly. Let me just say that they took us to church every Sunday, but what I discovered about all of that made me not believe that there, that God was real. Uh, it really didn't. Um, and so, because of some of the things that I encountered and things that I saw, people doing one thing, they saying one thing, but they live in a whole different kind of lifestyle behind closed doors. And so I, I really didn't have very much uh, faith um, in, in this church thing. And so anyway, but now that uh, God has helped me and allowed me to know that he is real and that he is involved in the lives of his children, um, you know, we want to be able to pass that along to our children because believe me, the stuff that, that we went through when we were young is trivial compared to some of the stuff that the children have to deal with today. Uh, I, there are horror stories that I've heard and uh, sex trafficking, snatching girls up and, and, and boys too. I mean, it's just wickedness is running rampant just like Jesus said it would. And it's going to abound all the more. So we don't want to send our children out ill-equipped and unable to, uh, to, to weather this, this wicked storm that they're about to go out to. They going out with, you know, kick, clicking their heels and happy and all that stuff because they're going to be on their own and they can do what they want to do, not realizing that, you know, uh, when we was little, they used to tell me the boogeyman going to get me. But there is, and his name is Satan. His name is not boogeyman. His name is Satan and he's real. And he's plotting. He's been plotting against them since they were little, just like he did us. He knows them. He knows their weaknesses. He knows the areas, the buttons he can push to send them over the edge. Okay. But we have to instill in our children the reality of their God using our lives as examples. That's why I wrote that book. If you read the first part of my book, that's what I said. I want my kids to think, you know, they saw my husband and I maybe as being, you know, pretty accomplished, you know, and got a car and a Cadillac and all this stuff, but that's nothing, you know, compared to where I came from. I wanted them to hear the truth about where I came from and know that what they see today is what God did and that they might have hope when they're going through that their grandmama's God is God. And like he helped me, he can help them too. And so uh, that's what all this is about as we uh, are talking and please feel free to share as we go along. But um, uh, by the way, if any of you missed any of our previous episodes uh, on the uh, Raising Godly Children, you can watch the last uh, three sessions on our YouTube channel, Life's Uncertain Journey weekly podcast uh, YouTube channel. And um, everything is right there. I think I made a playlist out of this, just this segment. So, um, so tonight I'm very happy that uh, I see, uh, let's see who we have here. I see Tamara. And Barbara's on tonight. And of course, Victoria, Katina's here, Kim, Ivana. Amen. So we got, we got, we got some good, uh, a good crop 
have a pretty good conversation tonight. But uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, what I asked, I did, I asked that our youth would uh, specifically share one thing that they believe uh, to share with our, our listeners tonight that they believe will help them as parents better connect with their children on this end. See, children, our children, unfortunately, they speak a different language. And sometimes I, I, I have a hard time. Well, I'm far removed from, you know, having a little kid, but I can't even imagine how, <laughs> you know, God gives you a gift to deal with all that. But, but, um, but being able to connect with them is critical because we don't want to be, we talking at them and not talking to them because there's a difference. And so uh, I'm going to ask if you all don't mind, I'm going to let our, our young ones go first, uh, our youth to go forth and just uh, just share, share that one thing with our listeners tonight uh, that you believe uh, will help them to better connect with their children. Victoria, can I start with you? Um, yes. <laughs> Thanks, darling. Mm -hmm. Um, so the one thing that I could come up with is that when your child comes to you with something, don't engage them in such a, I don't want to, like a forceful, like critical way or something. Critical. Yes. That's mm -hmm. the word critical. Like, well, depending on what they're coming to you with should determine how you go at them. So sometimes it can just be something so simple about school or just how they're feeling and don't go like, oh, well, maybe you shouldn't do this. Maybe you shouldn't do that. Instead, just try to listen and figure out the root of the problem instead of going at them saying, well, try this, don't do that. And I feel like that will help some kids help realize that their parents are actually there to hold them instead of criticize them on the things mm. that they lack on mm -hmm. and yeah very good very good and I I, I can I believe that um, I know uh, for myself coming up as a youth this was back in the day of course it's different today of course but it still hurts um, you know not being able to uh, express myself or not having the freedom to express myself without getting the beat down. So ultimately I just kept things to myself or I shared it with my peers who were my own age, who also didn't know nothing from nothing. They had advice, but it wasn't necessarily the right advice. But, um, but those who were raising me, they missed out on being able to uh, invest um, you know, in my wisdom that way and things like that. So very good. Thanks so very much. Tamara, would you like to share that one thing that you believe our listeners uh, can, can utilize to better connect with their children? Um, do I qualify at my age? <laughs> well, that's your mama sitting right there, ain't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Um, I really do agree with what Victoria said, but um, because when, when your kid is trying to share with, with you, especially if it's something that they're already 
nervous that you're going to be upset about. It's just, yeah. it's better to, um, it's better to try and be more able and willing to listen. Mm -hmm. um, I would say that one of the things, and the question was how to make to make it easier for to get through to your kids or be there, like to get through to your kids. Um, it is just a matter of, I mean, because even in what Victoria said, it's taking, it is actually actively engaging, but not in a way where, because, you know, what I see, and this is mostly what I see on TV, kids like to, they're teenagers especially, they like to call their parents thirsty for wanting to, so badly to know what's going on in their lives and wanting to be a part of their lives. So I would say, um, and I don't know how realistic that is, but that's something that always bothers me when I see it on TV. And I, you know, I'm not around teenagers to see how they treat their, their parents. Mm -hmm. But it just seems like it's so commonplace because they just make it such an average thing on TV where teenagers feel like their parents are idiots or they can't, you know, they don't want to tell them. And then not just that they're idiots, they just don't want to share their lives, period. And I don't believe that's true. I believe it's the matter of how you approach it. So kind of mm -hmm. um, adding on to what Victoria said, if you are, if you do want to engage, be careful of how eager you are to engage um, and be careful of how, of how judgmental you may sound. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can mm -hmm. want to engage and just have a heart, like pray to God for a heart of just a pure care and concern and gotcha. a, desire, a godly desire to be, uh, a peaceful place for your child to come to and a peaceful place like when you approach them to be peaceful in approaching them so that they feel safe to open up and share because yeah. you can do too much to try to it is not something that my mom did um mm -hmm. so I can't experience say I experienced that but you can be too you can sometimes try too much to be your child's friend which kids are looking at that like you're you're, you're so corny <laughs> like <laughs> too old to be my friend what are you talking about like in most a lot of people don't realize a lot of teenagers are thinking of that like you're too old to be my friend for one and they're looking at it as a way to take advantage of my parent because my parent wants to be my friend so mm -hmm. I would say you know if you are one of those parents who really do want to engage and know what's going on in your kid's life and you like to ask just pray for uh God to guide and construct how you will come to them when you want to get involved and ask because it is important to ask the kid how their day went and a kid will lie and say it went fine and they went through hell at school but mm -hmm. you need to you need I think it's good for parents to pray because that's something that I think of as someone who wants to foster in the future and um, hopefully adopt is you want to be able to have a heart that knows how to get through your kids use the right words so i'm constantly you know i'm praying for a changed heart and a changed mind whatever god has to change to Praise allow god. to be a safe place for the kids that i bring into my home i want them yeah. to know that they're safe and that they are cared for and that no one's judging them mm -hmm. um, everything I, I i intend is to everything i do is an, an intention to help them in their struggles and not tear them down or 
make them think that they've done something wrong. Even if they have, it's a matter of correcting it with love. And that's yeah. what yeah. most parents should always just stay prayed up on how they properly um, approach their kids when, when mm-hmm. they want to get involved. And when their kids do approach them, just stay prayed up on that. Amen. Great news. Thank you so very much. You know, as you were talking, I was thinking about uh, my daughter. She's, she's on the line today, Kim. And, uh, you know, once uh, uh, she told me that, you know, after I had written the, the book, she says, Mom, you, you know, it's a good book. And you tell your story from your perspective, but they see things from a different perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we um, assess things that go on in our lives from one perspective and they looking at it from a totally different perspective. And I'm, I was surprised that I was shocked to hear that because I know that. I know that when I was a kid, what I, what I saw and heard mm-hmm. was different from what they were you know, postulating, that, that what they were saying. And I knew that, you know, especially from, from my, my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, uh, but you, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's gonna take prayer uh, for any parent yeah. to be able to manage uh, raising a child in this generation, not to say that it, it was any less than any other generation, but because of the sign of the times in which we live, uh, this, is, this is no joke. Our kids have been influenced by this worldly generation to the mm-hmm. degree that they value what they've learned. And we, 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 you know, we the old fogies now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I remember what it was to be be young. As a matter of fact, let me just uh, step away from um, questions. I'm going to ask Kim if she will come on the on the line. I'm going to put myself out there a little bit and uh, just um, inquire of her if she feels up to it. Um, just what what she thought about how I managed um, uh, raising her. And as a young as a young woman, I am very very thankful to God for what He's done uh, in her life. And I'm not saying all that to buddy you up, Kimmy. We we we're gonna be real here. But uh, but at the end of the day, um, I messed up. I messed up in a lot of areas, you know. But it's only by God's grace that that my children are um, strong men and women today. Kimmy, hi. Can you hear me? Yes, dear. Okay, so what, what, say your question again. That you I was just ask? asking you in, in a line with sort of like what Tamara and um, Victoria was sharing about how you, you know, try to connect and, and, and develop, um, you know, a relationship with your children where they feel comfortable talking to you about certain, you know, about things and things like that. And so I was asking you when you were young and, and, and coming up, um, to share just how that happened for you in our household. Oh, uh, hmm. don't say you don't remember. <laughs> I, no, I I, I, it's not that I don't remember. I just okay. don't think that we had that. Okay. Um, from what I remember of our um, childhood was that. Um, you know, kids were always kept in their place. So there wasn't that interaction with your parents. Correct. Um, if I was to compare our relationship with what 
the relationship me and Ivana has, it's totally different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, totally different. Um, the conversations that Ivana and I have, I would have never been comfortable coming with you with a lot of that stuff. The things that her and I share. I believe um, that. Yeah. Um, Let me ask a question. Is that because of what we did, that connection that we didn't have, that you that you have developed that with her? Is was that a catalyst, you think, or an incentive? Or just um, the personality type? I, I think it's I think honestly, I think it's a combination of things that that played that. Mm-hmm. Um, number one being because I too was in church and we took in the church and all of those things. Um, but also because of the time that I separated from a marriage, Vonna and I was together. Um, okay. And so we had, we shared space, <laughs> we shared a close space. Um, as she started to get over, we started to talk more. Um, but I, I'm quite sure there's some things she probably felt distant with um because we were like in church a lot but i would still say it was a lot different from what we have now is a lot different from um me and your relationship was and i think another part another thing that played a role in that um the family that i married into Mm -hmm. spent a lot of time over there um, and that environment was totally different. That was more of an environment where everyone sat around and talked about stuff. Um, okay. We didn't really have that. So I think that was another catalyst that kind of mm-hmm. opened up the relationship. And Vaughn's and Vaughn, personality is just totally different from mine. So there were, <laughs> there, there are a lot of things that contributed um, to, I think, our relationship now. She's I was always more, you know, timid, quiet, kind of laid back. I think um, Bonna's much more outgoing. She says was on her on her mind. Right. Um, yes, that wasn't allowed in our household. You know, you know, kids sit in their place. Right. Yep. You do as I say, do, and yep. so you just kind of conform to that. And so you really don't really voice anything to your parents. And so that's right. that was my um, perception of how we grew up. But it was totally different. Very good. Very good. Thanks, darling, for sharing. And I I understand totally what you're saying. And I'm really, uh, oftentimes, when I see uh, how you and Ivana interact with one another, it just blesses my heart so much because I know we didn't have that kind of connection when you were coming up. I was uh, out of the old school. So that's all I knew. Amen. So Ivana, let me ask you the question, sweetheart. the one thing that you would like to share with our listeners that you believe will help parents better connect with their children. Okay, so, oh, sorry. Hello, everyone. So I think touching on going back to what um, you and my mom were just discussing is that as a parent, well, as a child, I would think that will better help the relationship and also help the parent kind of better connect with their children is that teach them what you wanted to learn growing up but teach them in the way where they 
understand and you have guided them rather than telling them, oh, don't do this. I already been out there. Well, right. if you're not explaining what that route is, my intuition is, well, I'm still going to go regardless because you didn't give me a reason why not to go down that route or you didn't give me a better option to go down another route. So I would just say just better teach them, teach your children or better not teach them, but well, yes, teach them and talk to them, better communicate mm-hmm. with them on the things that you wish that you would have learned growing up, um, whether it's from your childhood or even in your adult, your early adult life. Teach them the things that you wanted to teach them. I mean, that you wish you would have learned, but explain to them. And also, mm-hmm. um, even when teaching your children, um, Right now, well, as children, we pick up birth, the tone and the emotions of how people say things, rather the message. So your tone and your, how you express stuff can um, verbally abuse us. So it almost, you can say the most simplest thing ever, but it's the way how you say and how you come off. That it will hit us tremendously. So, um, better communication um, and just teaching us and guiding us. Mm -hmm. And also, just be open minded to, like you said, your generation and our generation are totally different things. And so, we experience, like you said, a lot of turmoil and um, trauma. So, if we come to you, you know, like, hey, something went on in our school just be open-minded to you know whatever the conversation is that we're trying to have or the dialogue that we're trying to have mm-hmm. yeah okay. amen seems to be a bit of a common theme of communication is the big biggest um link to a relationship of understanding and things like that with your children um, and how we communicate and setting up the atmosphere for uh, open, honest, transparent, safe, making the kids feel safe, like they can say what they're feeling and on their minds and um, that you won't um, judge them in a way that's, you know, shameful or they won't get some type of punitive uh, response or right. things like that and um, I was just thinking when I was listening um, one of the ways to do that I think Ivana said it wonderfully is think about when you were a child and what you wanted to say and how you you know wanted to be heard and those kind of things and and then I thought about uh, Tamara I think I, I hope I said your name right um, when she said uh, you know you have to respect the, 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 the kids' questions and, and, and things like that and not try to be their friend, though, at the same time. And so those two things stood out to me. And what happens a lot of times is just what she said. We try mm-hmm. to be liked, cool, um, not rock the boat. With one extreme or the other, either do as I say, don't, you know, don't, I don't want to hear you. I don't want, you know, you, you have a place or mm-hmm. you let them go too far and you don't show up as a parent and um, still an understanding one, but I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. Mm-hmm. And kids want guidance. 
We want God. It's just like we're the father's children. Don't we want to know what he want us to do and yeah. how and we want to please him? And the mm-hmm. same thing. Our children feel the same way about us. Mm-hmm. And so we have to show them who we are in a way that um, is, is, is tricky because we don't get no handbook like we got with our dad. <laughs> 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 and even if we did, we still trying to figure it out. You know, yep, yep. it's not like here, this is, this is how you do it. But we got to, and it's different for each child, right? Mm-hmm. It's different for each child. And so what I throw my little two cents in is you really have to know the child. I was fortunate, you all, that I don't know. Well, I guess it, it, it had to be God because we know. But my father was a very communicative dude. He helped back when I was a little girl, he held family meetings when we had issues and asked, did we want to say something, how we felt about something. Oh, wow. Yes. Back then. That's unusual. Very. When my mom and him broke up, I remember the family meeting. They announced that they were separating. They said, who you want to go with? Now that wasn't the best thing because I was torn. I, I, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and as a child, I didn't want to have to choose, but I just used that as an example. And I did my son the same way. Now they say my son's mouth is too much and he's expressed himself very well. But, you know, I think that it works well for me to be very insightful, you know, and, and know myself because I was able to express myself. I'm not saying I'm the best. It's just my experience that I felt like I mattered because I, my voice was heard. Your voice was heard. You were made, you were made a part of the plan. Right, right. Right, gotcha. Even if I didn't, it, even if I didn't, uh, it didn't go the way I wanted, my voice was heard and I could feel considered, you know? Yeah, yeah, I got you. I got you. Amen. That kind of so, goes to the follow up question. Alicia just kind of answered it. It was a follow up to Kim. Um, she see that Ivana helped, um, you know, she handles life situations differently than you did because of the um relationship that you and you have with her differs from what you have with your mom because I know I raised my boys sort of like I was raised you know you don't have an opinion you right you know <laughs> you are you sit down I give you your feelings I give you your emotions and like Alicia said you know your dad allowed you to express yourself and now I, I have grown men who are not able to express their feelings and they are, you know, or deal with, you know, life situations. And I was going to ask him, is that, do you see that different, um, that communication, that relationship with Ivana, um, that she's handling things differently than you do? Yes. Um, Vana is definitely my polar opposite, uh, of growing up. Um, I think I probably am more like your sons who say it, I don't always say what I really think about something. I may just keep it to myself or not really express it. Vana is far more expressive than me. Mm-hmm. Um, she says exactly what she feels. <laughs> you, I mean, you don't have to guess with her. Um, with me, you would probably have to guess what I'm <laughs> with me. And if you don't ask me a direct question, I'm probably not gonna offer it. Um, so, yeah, so the, in, in, that, in that sense, yeah, she handles things differently, whereas if something bothers her, she's going to come and say exactly what's bothering her, why it's bothering her, and you know, she's going to give me the whole earful. Me, um, I may 
process it within myself. Don't really share it with anyone. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm more, uh, I process more things more so internally. Um, I'm not one to just walk up and say, hey, you know what? I'm feeling this way. I'm not like that. So you probably wouldn't really know what I feel about something unless you directly ask me. So I guess um, mm. in that sense, yes, uh, there I do notice that difference in how she handles things um, with her emotions. Um, wow. Even even with, I remember one time her and her dad was going through something in Bonneboy. She gave me an earful <laughs> and she didn't hold back anything. And I'm just in my head like, Wow. But you know, eventually they resolved it, but just just her frankness and her freeness in able to express what she's saying. And I was able to just listen, you know, offer some advice on how I think she could probably handle it. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, but those those are types of things that I'm I'm quite sure I never ever would have had or I had at all. Gotcha. Amen. I think that makes yeah. a difference. And that's something. And that, you hear me, it's funny listening to you talk about because you are uh, pretty, pretty uh, laid back. And a lot of uh, what I'm hearing about your personality is a lot like mine. Whereas I would hold a thing as opposed to express it, you know, for a long mm -hmm. time. I don't. I'm not that way now. But the back in the day, that's that's the way I wasn't. As a matter of fact. I know for me personally, that was not good because I held mm -hmm. a lot of things in mm -hmm. and then, then, you know, it would explode, but praise God. Well, I definitely had I to unlearn it and I, I still sometimes have to catch myself um, in doing it because it's, it's like second nature. <laughs> um, I got you. It's a delicate balance because I was allowed to express myself. I will bust if I got to hold something. <laughs> so it's a delicate balance it's a dance you know what i mean right. something you know you katina amen katina we want to hear your wisdom what would you what, like to know <laughs> what what one thing that you would like to share with our audience that you believe is going to be helpful and meaningful in their developing their relationships with their children I would say be comfortable with being vulnerable. Um, a lot of times we have our own testimonies, but we don't share them because of the feelings attached to them. Yes. As opposed to realizing that if you got through it, good or bad, you can use it as a stepping stone and as a teaching moment. And I would also encourage people to learn how to forgive themselves. A lot of times we hold on to so much that forgiveness is so, um, it almost seems obscure, like what is that? And when would I do that? And why would I do that? And how would I do that? Do that. And a lot of times um, I think, our ability to be honest is it's impeded because we are afraid of. But once you get into that space of freedom, and it's a freedom when you have a relationship with God, and you make amends with yourself, and you make amends with Him, so that in His presence you understand that you are fully healed. Then you understand that your vulnerability is a is a bridge 
and not something that you have to be ashamed of or embarrassed by or even afraid to do. And age right. is not an indication of a person's ability to be vulnerable. Um, my mother, she's 70 years old and we are getting ready to funeralize my grandfather tomorrow. He turned 91 and um, wow. he lived like three months past his 91st birthday and there was some tension in their relationship and I was sharing with one of my aunts earlier today that I genuinely believe that God allowed his life to be spared long enough for her to make amends with him and with herself Praise and God. so to see her willingness to want to be a part of celebrating his life as opposed to 30 days ago that was not the case um it, it, it does my heart good so she's 70 so um that's why I say age is not an indication of being vulnerable because it was her willingness to let some stuff go that allowed her to get a healing that she's now able to celebrate you know his passing with no animosity with no you know I wish I would have could have or anything like that and so um even with my own kids I am very open with them. And I think sometimes if you heard our conversations, you would think right. it was two grown people talking, but I do that because this is a different world and I don't know what they're going to come into contact with. I know what I came into contact with, but you know, people are far more cunning than usual. Yes. And yes. Um, my kids have grown up sheltered. And so they're ability to necessarily discern things may not be as strengthened as mine was because of the environment that I grew up in mm -hmm. so with that just educating them about making good decisions making bad decisions and the consequences attached to either one my kids will tell you um, choices have consequences and that's always my word with them the word consequence and sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad and um, I was just say just learning how to be okay with you, like learn, not, yes. learn to be okay with you in your own skin because mm. sometimes you don't like you. Sometimes you're not a nice person. Make amends with it and do better. <laughs> Make amends so with it and do better. But it's, it's, you know, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we have very degrees of where we're up, where we're down and where we're just mellow. And so um, just getting into the presence of God and learning what he understands about you and learning to understand that he accepts you for what you yes. were, for what you're not and what you're going to be. And then trusting that even when it doesn't seem like you're going that direction. Exactly. Wow. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, praise God. There's a wealth of uh, wisdom that has been shared with us tonight from both um our young folks and especially our moms. And we just thank you all for being so transparent and open and sharing. And um, I, just, uh, I just know that uh, the enemy has our children in his crosshairs. And so, and I know you know this too. And so somehow we've got to avail ourselves to help them. And if we build up walls and barriers, we will not be able to help them. All they're going to hear from us is wah, 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 wah. You know, you heard that commercial before. That's what they hear. But we want to be able to speak life into our children uh, to the degree and equip them for the real world. We know what the real world is like. 
So there's no need to sugarcoat it. And I believe a lot of them know what the real world is like. And they probably come up with their own means of dealing with it, you see. But like Katina said, you got your choices are going to wind up with consequences that you, you're going to have to live with. Thank God we have Jesus, but, and he knows how to save, but he doesn't necessarily move the consequences of our choices. And so uh, he gives us strength and what we need to, to overcome them, but they don't necessarily go away. So uh, thank you so very much, everyone. I really do uh, appreciate all the wisdom that was shared tonight. If anyone has a, a last piece of wisdom that they, they would like to share, we're getting down to the wire a question that you would like to ask any of our um, ladies tonight, by all means, please do that now. My final uh, tidbit that I was going to um, add to that question mm -hmm. was the, uh, for parents to know when to transition from being authoritarian in their kids' life to the advisor guide. Um, okay. Knowing when to begin to let go and that, make that transition of you do what I say and to allow them to begin to come up with their decisions and you can still probe and ask them why and how but knowing how and when to transition from being an authoritarian in your kid's mm -hmm. life into the one who actually supports and guides and advises them amen very good kimmy thank you anyone else okay well I will also say, learn how to laugh. It, it is so underrated, but it does the body good. Laughter is such just good solace for the soul. Um, it, especially when you make mistakes, right? Learn how to sit down and own it and just learn how to laugh. It, I don't know. I, I love hearing children laugh right now because there's an innocence attached to yes. it. And, and, and that's the innocence that when you release that, it, it, it yeah. just does your body good. So um, even when it's hard, you know, tell, tell God to tell you a joke. He'll make you laugh. He'll remind <laughs> you where you used to be. And then you'll, and you'll remember why you still pray. <laughs> Praise God. Well, thank you all so very much. I think that this was really wonderful. Uh, we're going to go ahead and um, we're going to go ahead and close out our time tonight. But I'm going to ask um, uh, Katina, would you mind closing us out in prayer, sweetheart? Thank you all for joining us tonight. We really do appreciate it. We hope that you've learned from this session. Next week, we'll be praying. All right, let us pray. Thanks, Dear God. Heavenly Father, we first and foremost just thank you for this opportunity and time, God. We thank you for allowing your wisdom and your truth to come forward. Father, we thank you for each lady and each child and each family represented. God, we ask right now that in the midst of all of our getting, that we gain your understanding. Yeah, Father Lord. God, we trust in you right now that you will have allowed us to receive something new that we may become a better harvest for the future that is coming behind us. So God, as you prepare yeah. our hearts, as you continue to arm us, we ask right now that you continue to stand in the gap, that you will continue to be the bridge that we cross over, that you will continue to be the solace that we can find comfort in. And so Father, yeah. Right now, we ask that you just continue to touch this ministry, that you would touch the workers, that you would touch the vineyard, that you would touch the fruit that is coming out of it. But most importantly, that you continue to keep 
Nadine and that you will continue to keep her team and that you will continue to keep family. And Father, as we go forward, we understand that strife is not removed from us because we are believers. But because we are believers, we understand that even in a strife, we still have the victory. So Father, we transition our will over to yours and we ask that you will have your way in us through us and with us and as we go through father god continue to hold our hands and pull us out when we want to sit down help us to stand up when we want to give up help us help us to call upon you and when we don't know what to do help us to sit down and seek your face and so all things god we give you glory and honor but most importantly we trust you for the moment we trust you for the season and we trust you for the opportunities that you have yet allowed us to experience it is in the precious name of jesus that we pray and say amen amen Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, thank you all so very much. Thank you, Kim and Ivana and Victoria and um, Katina, Carmen, Isabel, Victoria, everybody. Just thank you, Tamara and your mom. We are really so appreciative of you uh, being so willing to share with us tonight to be transparent and open uh, because there was a lot that we learned. So thank you once again, ladies, and praise God. If you're able to uh, be back with us next week, we look forward to seeing you. Good night, y'all. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Love you all. Bye-bye. Thank you, ladies.